Hello, you're listening to the Australian Writers' Centre podcast on writers and writing. My name's Valerie Koo and you can find us online at writerscentre.com.au. We're Australia's leading writing centre and you'll find a wealth of resources on our website and blog, including interviews with authors, writing tips and valuable ideas on how to get published and write with confidence. Whether you're interested in writing a novel, short story or articles for magazines, you'll find information and courses to help you get there. Or if you want to hone your business writing skills, we can help you too. Our presenters are the best in the industry. Our team is passionate about all things writing and in these podcasts, we'll be talking to best-selling authors on their craft. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Danielle Williams from the Australian Writers' Centre. Today I'm speaking to Jessica Shervington. Jessica is a former Australian Writers' Centre graduate. She's also the publisher of five young adult novels and today she's going to speak to us about her latest. Jessica, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Tell us about the latest novel. Oh, okay. Um, So my latest novel is my first standalone. Um, It's called Between the Lives and it's about... A girl uh, called Sabine who lives into reality. She lives every day twice, 24 hours as the first of her and 24 hours as the second of her. So on a Monday morning she'll wake up in her life. She's in Roxbury in Boston, not such a great area. And she'll have her family, she's got a little sister, her friends. uh, And at midnight each night she shifts and restarts her day. But her second day is in Wellesley, a really nice area just outside of Boston. Uh, where she has family, two brothers, everything's different, school friends. Um, So she's lived this way her whole life, and this book is about her trying to work out that if she died in one world, would she live on in the other? Mm. And all the things that happened to her in the process of making this decision and the crazy things that she does. It's a really interesting premise. Where did this idea come from? Um, It just... It came from originally wanting to explore the idea of um, a very kind of insular behaviour about all the things that can happen in life when you're actually so obsessed with what's going on in your own world that you're not paying attention to all the things happening around you. Mm. And that was a big part of it. And then that sort of developed into the idea of um, her having two lives um, and that complication coming in and then the idea of wanting to um, I guess I wanted to explore the idea of suicide but from a point of view of wanting to live and it was a really unusual way to do it but um, it, it, that originated from coming a, across a statistic which was that suicide actually um, is more often than not a result of someone just simply not wanting to go on not actually that they want to die Mm. Um, so I guess it, it kind of stemmed from all of that. Yeah. And it's a, it's a tricky topic, especially yes. for teen readers. Um, yeah. So you must have felt some sense of responsibility <laughs> in writing. Yeah. How, how did yeah, you manage that when you, were, when you were writing this? Yeah, I mean, look, I tried to be responsible. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, and I think that went into um, taking the time. Um, there is a scene where she's overdosing on... Um, medication and she's doing that purposely but I took a lot of time deciding what medication that would be what the effects would be what the side effects are um, you know whether it would be an over-the-counter or a prescription medication all those things um, 
not wanting to send out a message to impressionable minds that this actually might be a good idea. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously I didn't pick something that would have this, you know, great high associated right. with it. So everyone's kind of, you know, writing down the name and heading to the local pharmacy. It was, it was just, um, yeah, cautionary in that sense, but mm-hmm. also, you know, in the sense of, sort of going there with the story, I definitely went all the yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so you mentioned that this is your first standalone novel and the series, the Embrace yep. series, or Violet Eden chapters. It's both. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how different is it to write a standalone novel? Really different, really different. And I think that that's why I really wanted to do it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, you're, not, you're not sort of thinking ahead, you're just thinking of this story in the moment and... Mm. While I was writing it, I, I contemplated whether I wanted it to go beyond one book. And, I, um, and then I just realised I wanted to put that thought aside um, and just really focus on this story. And you keep it tight and you're looking for a conclusion at the end that's going to be satisfying for the reader. And um, for me, that was a refreshing challenge uh, from the series. And the series is a different type of challenge because that's just these building blocks. But each book in itself is its own yeah. story so you know it's um different yeah did you find any similarity between Sabine and Violet um, from the series not a lot I mean I've got a tendency to write strong lead characters um I like the female I mean I'm I write generally first person so far that's yeah. the way I've written so um I like them to be strong um, but definitely flawed and mm. in that sense they're similar but their strengths and their weaknesses are very different. Yeah. 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 Um, so going back to when you first started writing, uh, you got your first publishing deal in 2010. I did, yes. Published, yes. <laughs> um, and you've published four since then? Five. 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 So just tell us how this all came about, how the process to your publishing deal and suddenly being a yeah. sensation. Yeah, <laughs> I know, it's crazy, isn't it? It's just, um, it's been really cool, really, yeah, yeah. really, really cool. Um, I just, I started writing at, at one day, and it was literally a, a, a one day, a one moment, a one minute decision that right. just... I opened the laptop and I started writing. And at the time I'd been reading copious amounts of book. I mean, I was just churning through them. And I think in a way um, I just sold my business in London and we'd moved back to Sydney and I just had my second daughter. And um, any downtime I had, I was just reading. And I think in a way, looking back, I actually probably had a bit of baby blues and it was just my coping mechanism. And I read a great article in the paper the other week about how... um, I think the title was um, Don't Pop a Pill, Read a Book. Mm. Maybe that's what I was doing. (laughs) It was just, yeah, it's just, you know, it was keeping me kind of centred and giving me a bit of escapism. I don't know, maybe I went through a bit of a run where I wasn't reading the book I wanted to read. And I was, I just finished one book one day and I opened my laptop and I started writing. Um, So you'd never thought you wanted to be a writer there was never anything no. before then that no I mean I always loved stories and I've always um and I went through a stage where in school where I was really into um poetry and 
and mm. I was writing a lot of poetry. But then it kind of faded out, and I was working, and I had a business, and married, mm-hmm. and you know, having a family. I just hadn't, I just didn't consider that it was an option for me. And I think that was the luxury of moving back to Australia and having some time to have my second daughter, and for the first time, not working crazy hours. I just had mm. a little bit of time to actually consider what I wanted to do. Yeah. I opened my laptop and started writing. Apparently that was it. Yeah. And then, I don't know, at some point, very close toward the end of the first draft of the manuscript, which ended up being Embrace, I realised I might be writing a book. Mm. So was that the point when, and this is our moment to gloat, <laughs> because you did some courses yeah. with the Australian Writers' Centre. I did, I did. Was that the point when you decided you needed to do a course to Yeah, because I was like, keep going. what am I doing here? Um, and I was writing this story and I was so passionate about it. I, did, I really believed in it. And um, but I was like, I, I don't know, mm. you know, do I have any writer friends? No. Do I, know, do I know any author? No. Do I know any journalists I can talk to? No. And it was just this, you know, my family and my friends are just all in different professions. So um, I just didn't have a network to, mm. to sort of turn to and say, look, am I doing, do, am I crazy? I mean, when I asked my family and friends, they said, yes, you are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you are. But um, so I, I thought, well, um, I just need to, if I want to give this a go, I've got to just put myself in this writing world. And so that's why um, I approached you guys and I started, I was a little bit nervous and um, and I was travelling at the time um, with Matt, my husband, so I signed on to do the, um, the online creative writing course. Mm-hmm. And that was a great um, way to start because it was, I felt anonymous and I wasn't yeah. sort of throwing myself out there. But... Um, what was really great was because I'm a procrastinator and I like to go back to things a lot was that as people posted their work it was there so I could go back and read it again I could read the um, t- the teachers yes. comments yeah. Yeah. Um, and I could see what she was picking up on and what was working and what wasn't mm. and that sort of just helped and in a lot of ways it was um, to to give me extra confidence in what I was doing or mm. um, or send up a flag, you know. Okay, that's a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just things like that. And I, I, I think more than anything, you know, just being in that kind of environment where it's actually okay to, you know, want to um, pursue something yeah. like this and Absolutely. everyone's really passionate about it. And mm. That was really, that was really good. Um, that was really good stuff. And then so when I came back, I'd... Um, from travelling and I was working on the manuscript, I finished it and I started to think, okay, well, I should probably do something with this. And I started to um, um, think about getting an agent and then spent the, as much time as I'd spent writing the manuscript on trying to figure out how to yeah, write yeah. a query letter. I got every writer's worst nightmare. Um, still haven't worked it out. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> no. a tough thing to nail. You really are, you know. Almost as bad as writing a synopsis also can't yeah. do that. Um, and so I thought, well, I just need to, if I really want to keep going with this, I just need to keep myself in this world. Like, I can't let myself out of it mm. in a way. Um, 
So I signed up to do the um, second yeah. course in creative writing, and I did that here. And so then I was coming in sort of once a week, and I was surrounded by ten other people who were, you know, writing and passionate mm. about it, and we were just talking through stuff. And at that time, I then sent out um, my manuscript, um, and it was during that course that I actually got picked up by my agent. And it was just, it was just great because I mean, it was just the right environment for me yeah, to be yeah. in, and um, and worked really well. Mm. Yeah. So, how important was having that that new network? I suppose. Um, I I think in a way it just it was just a confidence mm. thing for me, um, and and also I got to ask you know just normal everyday writing questions, um, and it was just nice to have that sort of sounding board, mm. um, and I you know got an insight into the way other people approach their writing and you know, how I felt about that and what I thought worked and what I thought didn't. And, um, and I got their reactions to things that I wrote as well, So, um, which is, you know, something that every writer has to do. So um, reaction is very important if you want to put it out mm. there to be read yeah. by others. So, yeah. So when you set out on this writing journey, did you always intend to write for young adults? Yes. Well, I didn't intend to, to write for anyone. I just... Never, it just never occurred to me right. to write a different story, and I think that's because I've always read majority of my books are YA. I just really enjoy reading YA. Mm. I think it's um, it's really cool that sort of writing stories at that coming of age time. Mm. It's really mm. awesome. So, and because I love a good love story thrown in there as well, nothing like a first love to yeah, yeah, yeah. very romantic. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, how do you research your Characters, do you find it difficult to see the world through a teenager's eyes and put that on the page? Do you have any you know, yeah. tricks that you use to get that right? Um, I met my husband when I was 17. So okay. um, I think a lot of that comes into it in terms of the intensity of the feelings that go with young love. And mm. um, for me, that's really been a, a part of it because I believe... Yeah. that at that age you can meet the person that you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with and I believe that you can um, know that mm. at mm. that age and um, and so I think that that has strongly influenced the way I approach relationships um, and then research on the whole I mean for every book I'm working out that it's very different um, for Between the Lives um, the research was as I said, like going into things that um, when dealing with some of the um, tougher issues mm. that were there, actually spending the time to research those from a psychological point of view or um, medical standpoint. Mm. Um, whereas in the, my series, it's much more sort of, you know, biblical folklore and, right. you know, lots of fire and hell yeah, and yeah. all this. So are you, are you still researching every new book in the series? Absolutely. Or, okay. Yeah. It's an ongoing thing. Um, and sometimes I'll write scenes and then almost um, write them into a completely fictional right. way but then go back and research from that point of view and I'll find things okay. that support it. So it's really... Sometimes I almost go backwards to go forwards. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Mm. Yeah. 
So um, you you have published a lot of books in quite a short yeah. space of time. So yeah. what's your writing day like? Do you stick to a routine every day? Um, no, I don't. No, um, because it's impossible. Mm. I've got usually I've got one book that I'm writing and one that I'm editing at the same time. Plus, um, every time one of the books is released in the United States, they re-edit it. So I can have stuff coming in from them at any time. And when it comes in from them, usually I've only got a week to turn it around. So often I'll have to stop what I'm doing and do that and then get that sent back. And So I can be working on sort of three or four things at at one time. So it's impossible to really lock in a set Mm. time. Um, But with all of my books, I try to have at least... a sort of two to three month window where I can pretty much be focusing on the core manuscript mm. for it, but mm. which is what I'm trying to do now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So what are you working on then? Um, so I'm working on Empower at the moment, which is the final book in the series. Yeah. Right. So oh, and the surprises in there. So this is definitely the final because it did start as a yes. three book series. I think. Well, it never started as a three book series. Okay started as a three book deal right okay and um and i always knew that there would be between um four and six and i just i just wanted to leave it open so it would finish at the right point um i didn't want to drag it out but i also didn't want to just tie it up in a neat little package so five Mm. yeah so if readers came back to you after book five and really really pushed you (laughs) the pressure on do you think you would revisit it? Um, it's hard. I mean, I haven't, I haven't written the last word of the last page yet, so it's hard to answer that. I love the characters in the series, mm. and I think that this is their time. This is their time to end. I can't see myself, in all honesty, ever writing another book after this one from Violet's point of view. Okay. Um, or the core characters mm. there um, I mean I look at some of the characters sometimes like Spence or things like that um, and I wonder if they might have a story to tell themselves that's very different but for now I think we're mm. done mm. Yeah. Okay. so do you prefer if you had to make a choice would you prefer to keep going with the standalone novels or do you think there might be another series uh, well I have a two different? book series which is going to okay. be um um, coming out next year. The first one will come out next year, and yeah, um, which is different again. Mm. Um, so that's two books. So I'm just you know mixing it up. I've got yeah. the five book series, a standalone now. Little what do they call them? Yeah. Duology. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I'm just curious because I mean you say you don't have a, a daily writing routine. You're working on three or four things at once. Mm. Um, for many new writers, that might seem completely overwhelming. Like, yeah. How, how do you do it? It's really <laughs> overwhelming. <Okay. laughs> um, I mean, you obviously enjoy it because I you're still it. doing it. Yeah. yeah. I love it so much. I mean, I just, I really love it. I, and it is overwhelming sometimes. Like, the workload can be a bit like this as well. Right. Um, because 
you know, you're waiting sometimes for rounds of editing to come in or, or things like that. So you've got to just be... Um, you've got to plan ahead, and I'm not awesome at that, So, which is why I like that I've um, been able to release, you know, quite a high number of books in a short period of time because it keeps me really um, focused, so I have to keep going all the time. I just... I don't have that sort of flexibility to be able to slow down and put my feet up. And God knows, once I slow down and put my feet up, I mean, they're not coming down for a while. <laughs> like, Fair I'm going to stay. Yeah, so I don't know. It's just, it's just, uh, it's good. It's yeah. good. I'm yeah. doing what I love. Yeah. So just one final question. What's your advice to new writers? Do what you want. Do what you want and do it big, I think. Don't be afraid to do the thing that no one's done before because it's um it's you know the rules of fiction are there to be broken mm. I think and so you just go for it and um, and I think you know the thing that I've learned is you can be completely out there you can go to such an extreme in in a completely fantastical setting and bizarre situation you can have the world crumbling around you but the emotions and the relationships in there can be so real mm. and um and I think that's you know important to mm. to books so yeah. that's something that I would say always keep the emotions real yeah yeah it's yeah. excellent advice thank you very much Jessica yeah, good luck with well. the latest yeah. book and also with the fifth one in the series thanks so much thanks, thanks. for having me You've been listening to the team from the Australian Writers' Centre podcast on writers and writing. My name's Valerie Koo. You can find us online at writerscentre.com.au and discover details about our courses, seminars and popular online learning programs where we help students from all over the world. I'm author of the book Power Stories, the eight stories you must tell to build an epic business. And you can find out more on my personal website, ValerieKoo.com. That's Valerie, K-H-O-O.com. Thank you for listening.